0: You are now listening to Creator Corner.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Creator Corner. I'm Dalia. And I'm Mary. And we're so excited to welcome you back for another standalone episode with Mary and I.
0: Yeah, super excited to get to our episode, but before we get started um how about we do a quick friend vibe check the dahlia how have you been lately like for real for real
1: yeah um so we're when we're recording this we're you know coming into february and i'm feeling you know, very renewed, which is a bit a bit late. You know, I know a lot of people are focused in January around new year resolutions and mm-hmm. planning planning ahead and you know doing some visual boards out there. Um, but for me, the first time I've, I've really been feeling this new, I guess, new year energy has been now, like deep into February now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm feeling very renewed at the moment, friend. I'm feeling like there's some, um, you know like a light at the end of the tunnel and i know that sounds like mm-hmm. you know it, it hasn't been the best weeks but it, it, i just feel like i've been in an in-between place of mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many things happening on a collective level on an individual level that you know coming into this renewed february mm-hmm. sensing like like i said that light at the end of the tunnel where all right like there's fresh energy coming in, there's renewed energy, um, and so I'm, yeah, I'm feeling good. But, friend, like, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, so many, so many updates on your end, like, early on in the year for you. For those of you that don't know, Mary celebrated her birthday in January, so, friend, how, how was it? How are you?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, well, first, like, I, I like the word renewed in the way you described how you're feeling, because... I think I've also been feeling refreshed and regrounded lately. Mm-hmm. Um, the birthday week was good, so <laughs> I did a lot of indulging in food, indulging in um, just surrounded by friends, um, just a lot of indulging in things that fulfill mm-hmm. me. So I do think coming into February and mid-February now, yeah, I feel re regrounded and refreshed I think I've had also like a busy, unhectic few weeks, but I think at this moment, particularly as we're recording, I feel regrounded and refreshed. So can't complain. I'm super grateful for, (laughs) um, yeah, just like, again, turning 30, (laughs) but also feeling that refreshed energy as we go into mid-February now.
1: I love that, friend. I love that you're feeling refreshed, that you're kicking off this, you know, the start of a decade here um, into your 30s -hmm. with a bang. Um, I'm really I'm really happy for you, friend. And, you know, you talked a little bit about feeling this refreshed energy coming your way. And I talked about this renewed energy this way, Mm -hmm. um, which aligns a little bit to the topic around our discussion today with spirituality and how we mm-hmm. utilize our own spiritual practices to to feel renewed to feel refreshed to reground um so it's a great way to talk a little bit more about that share that with the podcast and bring that forward um but friend with this topic of spirituality it is broad <laughs> so mm-hmm. what does you know how do you define spirituality for yourself
0: yeah and then um and I just, do, I just want to do also like a quick disclaimer that this definition of spirituality is solely based on like my opinions and my experience with you know having a good spiritual practice for the past few years um, but the way I define spirituality is it's like a, a connection that's beyond myself um, where that's with living or non-living things as well so that includes Mm -hmm. the relationship I have with as simple as the things I own the people I uh, interact with the energies I interact with Mm -hmm. um I think it's something that goes way beyond me in the physical world it's also very mental and what I mean by that is like there's a component of spirituality that like with me it's connecting through mindfulness that's allowing me to connect Mm -hmm. outside of like the again outside of that physical reality and more so in my inner in my intuition and my kind of like guts and I I think it's just in some the way I would describe spirituality is a connection that's beyond the physical realm of my physical body my physical space and environment and it's like all those other connections mm-hmm. that maybe one can't see, touch, but you could feel and connect in different in different ways. That's how um, I would define I love, it. Mm-hmm.
1: I love first of all, I love the disclaimer. I
0: think it's
1: very real <laughs> that spirituality it is so like ancient and so different to so many different folks across the world. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is our own definition of how You know, Mary described hers, and I can talk a little bit about what I define as my own practice of spirituality. But what I loved about your answer, friend, is really that aspect of connections and Mm -hmm. being connected to your surroundings, to your environment, and even, like you said, some of the materials that you own, your clothing, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, really being mindful about those connections. Mm -hmm. For me, spirituality has really been defined as... You know coming back home to my body to myself Mm -hmm. um i i define spirituality more so around trying to unlearn you know colonial capitalistic patriarchal you know very binary like mindsets Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so that's what what I define my practice as. So how I can decolonize my brain, decolonize my spirit, so that I can come back home to myself. Um, mm-hmm. And then coming back home, feeling more connected to the present, feeling more connected to my ancestors, feeling mm-hmm. connected to my angels and my guides. Um, I see like my angels and my guides in like the way that I define that is like seeing them everywhere in the mm-hmm. smallest mm-hmm. details, like let's say you know there's a book i'm thinking about and then in the day there's like a reference to that book
0: Mm. or something
1: that Mm -hmm. that to me is like a connection to my guides to my angels um but yeah that's what i define spirituality coming back home to myself coming back home um to my my being and you know one way even is as small as like literally going back to the womb (laughs) where Mm -hmm. I'm like okay how is my my birth experience and you know Mm -hmm. talking to my mom about that too and learning a little bit about that um has helped me because I had you know there were some things that came up there and I'm like wow you you would think that you know your birth wouldn't be something that impacts you but it could sometimes um Mm -hmm. when in my Mm -hmm. view of spirituality but you know friend as we're Mm -hmm. You know you and i connect very deeply on our own definitions of spirituality um you know i feel like in the past 10 years we've evolved in terms of just our conversations around this topic
0: but would be
1: curious as we're peeling back this this onion back um Mm -hmm. when did you you know start thinking about spirituality as something that you wanted to you know do that work in in your day-to-day life yeah,
0: and I think just um, before I answer that question, I do resonate with how you described your definition of spirituality. I do think it's a lot of, I agree with, there's a lot of what in layman terms people would say like childhood trauma work per se. I mean, that's not the end all be all like definition of reconnecting back to roots, reconnecting back to like those Think those maybe those habits and generational like traditions that have been so embedded in my culture specifically I think that's also part of how I would describe my spiritual back- practice is really understanding the ebbs of how like deeply rooted certain traditions are and understanding why but also questioning mm-hmm. it um so that's one thing but to answer your your question I think thinking back and like A turning point, let's say, um, in my life where I started really honing in, like, a spiritual path was, I would say, like, in the mid-college years of undergrad, where I was at this point in my life where I had, like, a couple of serious long-term partners, but the results will always be the same, like, the ending, the outcomes will always be the same. Mm -hmm. It would be... Um so the ending would be not so good, you know, two you would call it be like toxic or just super tumultuous and super just like hurting people and and this is like unconscious, let's say, you know, like unintentionally hurting people or unintentionally just figuring out a way to get out of something without like being honest about it. So I think I, I had the same recurring themes in multiple partners where it did force me to really think about where these behaviors were coming from. And I think the one way that I connected to it was, oh, is this like a form of, of abandonment? And that's when like, I started questioning like, okay, where was the first time I felt maybe this feeling of abandonment? And you and I kept going back and back And back until I was able to identify kind of root causes or reflect on them and and seeing how that made me feel and as I went through that practice of just questioning reflecting and understanding like I said like the different habits or maybe the different things I've learned over time through cultural beliefs of what love meant and whatnot I think it helped me understand better that the way I was maybe showing and giving love and wasn't really the way I wanted to like show and give love but it was the only thing that I knew but it wasn't until I started questioning these habits these patterns um and that's what I meant about like really understanding my relationships with people and understanding my connections with people um through my spiritual practice that's how I kind of started gaining the understanding that, no, these habits can be broken, these patterns can be broken, and looking really internally, because it was not about who I was with, it's not about the situation, it's, I think there was a lot of internal work. And with my spiritual practice, that internal work always comes first and foremost for me to better understand the different themes, the different outcomes of what was going on in my life then. So I think that was like the turning point, turning moment, (laughs) turning point of when I started my spiritual practice.
1: I just want to acknowledge that, you know, something that is so powerful and what you just mentioned is like that I'm hearing And is that acknowledgement of kind of seeing some of the qualities that are not so fun to look at. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes like I I would thought, um, like similarly to you, my first experience with Really trying to understand um, spirituality in my in my relationship with others and how mm-hmm. my own like subconscious um, ideas of love are being mm-hmm. projected onto others it was also in a relationship, so it was also, you know a relationship with with someone else that became the catalyst for my mm. spiritual growth. Um, but I think something so critical in that is that a lot of the times, you know, people see dynamics. They say, Oh, someone is like, you know, the empath and someone is the one that is maybe doesn't have those qualities. And it becomes a dynamic of, you know, one or the other. Um, when something that I, I realized in using, um, you know, a relationship as a catalyst for spiritual growth has been that all of the time these dynamics don't always fit because at the end of the day we are all we can all take a role in being both someone that can be hurt and hurt others. Um, mm. For me, I saw those qualities being projected in a very different way. Um, I saw where I would hurt others more so in my closer relationships with family where those qualities would come out mm. more um, and they were not easy to see they're very hard to like even like thinking about it, you're like oh my gosh I'm like thinking about it and it is hard to see the ways that sometimes um, why those dynamics of being like an empath or not an empath that don't really for me personally think they apply because we can really switch those roles based on the dynamic mm-hmm. of the relationship, whether it be family, whether it be friendship, whether it be a lover, whatever it may be. Like this this dynamic I saw was, um, it came in a dynamic with a with a partner. It came across in a different way than mm-hmm. it was coming across with my family. And so I think mm-hmm. it was very important. So very thankful for that relationship because it really allowed me to reflect in the ways that um other I had other shadow qualities if we can call them <laughs> come out yeah, in yeah. my more more deeper relationships with my family. Yeah, yeah and it was a good a good catalyst for that um, again in, in peeling back and seeing dynamics with my loved ones um, family we talked about in, you talked about the inner child, those inner child ears very very important.
0: Yeah I mean I agree I think it's interesting how like the you know I guess the the how our spiritual practices came about was through our relationship with others but I do think like I mean this is just like a again my philosophy and thought on it but I do think people a relationship with people especially do kind of teach you some things or the universe kind um not kind of but the universe give you those signs of at least for me, like what am I supposed to learn or get out of this? And not necessarily as a transaction, that's not what I mean, like, oh, I'm supposed mm-hmm. to get this lesson from this person, it's not that. But again, like in my experience, it was like the same outcome. So there was something there that the universe wanted to throw at me that I still wasn't understanding until I did that more deep inner work that I was referring to. Um, and it's funny because I, I remember when we started talking about like astrology I think that also was a catalyst to our I mean I talk to speak for myself <laughs> but for my spiritual practice was when we started when I started using astrology as more so as a reflection and reference point mm-hmm. um, it's not like I you know I, I let astrology dictate every move of my life but it is a very useful reflection tool that I started using and got more into it. And started understanding even my characteristics and qualities and again not to say that like oh i super super identify as xyz astrology sign <laughs> um but i think it was just like a huge tool that helped catalyze the, the spiritual practices that you know i've embedded over the years
1: yeah, absolutely, friend. You know, astrology was something that we bonded about um, when, we had, when we started dabbing into spirituality a bit more. Um, but yeah, definitely astrology was a tool that, to your point, you know, just utilizing to understand the self better, um, you know, qualities that resonated, qualities that didn't. And I think this is another really, I guess, important thing to mention when we're talking even about astrology is something that, I, you know, it took a while for me to work on. But really, discernment was something that um, mm-hmm. I had to understand. And what I mean by that is that when we're when I'm when I was navigating the worlds of spirituality, there was so much out there, like you know, like empath, twin flames, yeah. like oh my, like karmic people, less like all these like words, mm-hmm. um, and you know i'm not gonna lie in the beginning i was totally caught up by you know i was caught i was into these words i was defining myself as an empath um i thought i found like the love of my life and they were my twin twin. (laughs) (laughs) flame so like i i'm not gonna lie it took a long time for me to build discernment like i you know it was what i mean by discernment is having like a foundation or of, of stuff that i knew for a fact was who i was what i stood mm-hmm. for so you know i know that i really value my family and i know that i really value this relationship with for example my, my little sister so that takes mm-hmm. like such a critical component of who I am and just started building little stuff that I started to be like, this is who I am. And if there's something that is kind of moving me away from this, then mm-hmm. that's when discernment comes in. Is this really for me? Does this really, is this message meant for me? Because sometimes we can, if we really wanted to, we could probably see a message everywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, but all of these, um, it's so important with discernment because, um, I realize that nobody knows my history the way that I do. Um, mm-hmm. There's certain moments in my life that I'm like, oh, that I would only know um, that happened to me. Like my, for example, my favorite movie, and then it comes up, and then I make the connection, right? But those are things that they're related to my own personal like her story, I guess, on this mm-hmm. planet. Um, so yeah, discernment is, was a huge part as well. Um, and so you know, as I'm sharing that friend. I'm so curious if that was something that you also dealt with in
0: this journey. I'm really curious. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, when I started dabbling into, like, spirituality and what that meant. And, and at first, because I grew up in a very Catholic-dominated culture, so even the, the first thing was, like, really questioning. Like I, like, I don't... There's certain things, like, in the Catholic like um, religion principles that are really good that I take as principles but I didn't necessarily um kind of relate to the catholic religion so I think even saying that the very you know before when I started this journey to spirituality saying like disconnecting from oh I don't identify with this religion anymore because I'm going to pursue a different spiritual path that is very different to you know what I grew up with I think that was like the first thing of this like I, I guess in, in the same way as you're trying to discern what was for you and what was not for you I think that was like a huge thing like verbally saying and consciously saying like yes I grew up with this you know religion but I no longer identify with that because I'm pursuing this different Path that's more aligned with what I believe identify mm-hmm. as what, what's more what resonates with me and who I am as a person and how I view the world and how I view that my connections with the physical and non-physical world was something yeah more on the spiritual journey piece but to your point I think there's like just so many things that was thrown at me too in terms of when i first started looking at spirituality and it's such a you know it's such a buzzword and it came like it came all of i think there's a huge push on like spirituality spiritual path um as a collective too they're around the same time when i was dabbling into it so i do remember all those terms that you mentioned like <laughs> comic relationships twin flames um but also really understanding and questioning and being okay with questioning like oh, does that really resonate with me or uh, that sounds cool and all and good and I could see some you know some things that align but also being able to question that no not everything that this you know person or this the internet is throwing at me in terms of spiritual journey like I don't have to align with it all the way it could be like I take bits and pieces of it until it fully resonates with what I'm thinking what I'm feeling and what my truth is um so I think that's how I essentially use like discernment tune in some way mm-hmm. um, but it was hard it was harder at first because everything sounded like because I was like a sponge like everything sounded so good everything sounded like it aligned. but but I do think there's there's like I learned over time to take just bits and pieces that align with my truth and my path and it's okay that it doesn't Align with everyone, or is not the same as everyone's, and I think that was the biggest, the biggest thing over time.
1: Yeah, friend, I definitely agree that 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 was definitely a journey to to understand what was meant for for me, what was not meant for me. And I guess on that note, we're talking about, you know, spirituality also in the context of this platform, which has to do with creativity and, um, you know, bringing different art forms into life. Mm
0: -hmm. From
1: your perspective, you know, we've done a bunch of interviews with creators. Have you seen alignment between spirituality and creativity?
0: Yeah, I love that question. And I do think just reflecting back with Some creatives that we've talked to, um, and some of them were did identify as spiritual beings and used, you know, their spirituality to really move their creativity, or vice versa, use their creativity to move their spirituality. Um, I do think, at least for me, the more in tune I am with myself, with who I am, and with my spiritual practice, like the more. I can produce creativity, whether that's through the words I'm sharing, whether that's the, um, you know, the platform that we share here in Creative Corner. And also whether that's like the content that we're making, like this episode that we're recording is very intentional, is, you know, something that we wanted to share. Um, And I think that also comes with being aligned with who we are in terms of our spiritual practice. So in a way, I do think, as peep, as someone who creates content, it, being grounded in you know the content in my spiritual of practice helps me ground like the content that we're making, because um, it does have to align and be true to still who I am, and it's not just yeah. um, something that I know I want to produce willy-nilly. I think, and in some, I think spirituality. Can be a catalyst to creativity, and vice versa. Creativity is also equally as much of a vehicle to spirituality, um, mm-hmm. at least in my perspective. But how about you, friend? How do you find connection between your creative journey and in your spirituality practice?
1: Yeah, I will say that there, there's so much there. I, I truly feel that it create a creative process is you know part of the ways that i i showcase like progress in my spiritual journey um and i say that because there's so many you know in talking to other creators like one theme that we talk a lot about was like hey you gotta you gotta fail you gotta basically suck at it before you're good at it and you have to keep trying you have to continue on and that is that's something that in spirituality there's so many ebbs and flows in life and you know life is a mess like life is gonna keep doing its thing ups and yeah. downs yeah. ebbs and flows um so you know we have to be able to um i have to be able to open myself up to receiving rejection to to being mm-hmm. okay with failure mm-hmm. releasing perfectionist perfectionism like all these different themes um that i was learning in my spirituality um you know in terms of like how to you know, going back to rejection, like when did I first feel rejected? <laughs> which I, sh- which I'm going to share this again because Mary and I actually are re-recording this episode, mm-hmm. um, which that's another story for another day. But <laughs> you know, I, I shared this in in my in my last episode. But rejection was something that I had a very hard time with. Uh, A lot of the times I wouldn't move forward for fear of rejection, which I'm sure some of us Mm -hmm. can relate to. Um, But yeah, rejection really prevented me from doing a bunch of things like, you know, I wouldn't apply to some programs because I was afraid of rejection. Um, I wouldn't go into and I'm giving very specific examples just to, you know, share a little bit. But sometimes I wouldn't go to like, like specific, um, wouldn't go after specific opportunities or like, Mm. even like roles Mm -hmm. that I wanted to go after because I was afraid of rejection Mm -hmm. and um and something that I've seen with creators is they really have to let that go they have to release this fear of rejection because Mm -hmm. they're going to create something that you know will generate lots of emotions lots of feelings lots of thoughts hopefully lots of conversations um and you know you can't you can't have that fear of rejection holding you back yeah. Um, so yeah I, I see it as a great opportunity to practice what I'm learning in my spirituality um, also additionally with being a creator I truly believe you're a channel for something that ha- obviously has not been created um, mm-hmm. so it's so important that you are you know we've seen some creators that say hey you know like speaking of Jordan paradise in our last episode but he said, I went from living in Oakland to moving to an island and mm-hmm. the way my creativity has overflowed is its so different. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there is so much to say about the way that our environment is impacting what we're creating, what we're co-creating. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I see the main alignment there between creativity and spirituality. Um, yeah. But, you know, friend, would love, yeah, I would love to just hear more about, you know, some of the things that the creators have shown you about your perhaps your own spiritual journey or some reflections there
0: yeah I think one that one thing that came to mind as you were talking is um, the idea of like not being in control and being okay with that Mm -hmm. I think letting being free and letting things go I think are some things that resonate with creativity or you know being a creative Um, because I do think as a creator as, as long as it like, is it true to you? As strong as long as it's your, your product or you know your poem or whatever that mm-hmm. creation you're trying to produce. Like you, you have to not like sometimes the outcome of it, whether you know whether it's that's people liking it or people are not liking it. You have to let it go because it's so true to you. And I can see that same way with spirituality. I think one. Um, one part of my spiritual practice is like mindfulness and letting things go letting things flow I mean like and just really letting my mind wander to not being attached to anything at that moment you know that moment of mindfulness I think that's the same way with as a creative what you produce as long as it's again like true and near to you everything else like the results you kind of have to let that go or else it will eat the creative alive or or else you you know you'll you'll be in this constant fear of oh maybe the next one will be better or maybe you know I I shouldn't do that I don't know I think it's just it, it would impact that creativity if there's no sense of like letting go being feeling free and having the liberty to just like let loose but also let let, your, let their inner guides do the work for them as creatives um, and i do see that parallel with spirituality
1: yeah definitely so many cycles of regeneration renewal mm-hmm. <laughs> happen in, in the life of a creator um but yeah friend i like i said we've talked about how we're so excited wow. about this topic because not only because it's something I that we deeply care about um, but also because we see that alignment with our creators um, and you're right there's so many of our creators have brought up spirituality organically as part of their creativity process um, mm-hmm. you know to you know like daisy was someone that mentioned it um, stephanie franco as well was somebody that mentioned it so shout out to those creators
0: mm-hmm. um, But yeah it is
1: something that we're, we're seeing the the connections in the podcast and in the work that we're doing for ourselves, um, you know, but one of the things that, you know, as we're, you know, wrapping up, because I know this is only the beginning of how we're going to continue to explore this topic and, you know, share with the audience, with you all in mm-hmm. hopes that we can connect about this together. Um, but what are some of the things that you're doing in your day-to-day, friends, who, you know, have a practice? And you mentioned mindfulness as a mm-hmm, huge part, mm-hmm. but is there anything that you want to share with the audience about your practice, um, and then I can share something
0: as well. Yeah, I think one big thing is um, definitely the meditation piece. Um, I listen to—it's not a guided meditation, and I've gone through series of guided meditation, but I'm currently in in this, um, listening to more so like frequency sounds while I'm meditating um, mm-hmm. to really connect with like the sound and how it connects throughout my whole body so um, I I think I'm right now I'm at like the 528 hertz (laughs) and at first I was like (laughs) what does that do but um, I think it's like just a full body cleanse meditation that I like to listen to Um, other parts is like I've mentioned earlier like really connecting with like my physical surroundings Um, for example if And this is just one example, but my connection with my material things is also Mm. like something that I do. Like, if I'm letting go of maybe a piece of clothing that, you know, no longer I don't wear anymore, I do have that practice of like thanking it and we shared good time Mm. together, but it's no longer, not that it's no longer for me, but maybe it's not like I'm moving on (laughs) from it. honoring honoring that physical thing or that material thing is Mm. another part of my practice um and definitely some like just pausing moments and really being in tune with my body um whether that's through the five senses and just reorienting myself with my surroundings is something else I do um and then lastly I think just like having a really good connection with my physical body my mental health and then um just my deeper soul I mean it's part of like my spiritual practice as well and um yeah those are some like a few things to name um that's part of my practice but what about your friend? like I know some of it but would you like to share some of your practice um to the audience yeah,
1: um so of course like I love meditation
0: and <laughs> that's like the
1: that one I will say is one that's like it took some time for me to figure out what type of meditation worked work for me because I truly believe that like even like working out is a meditation. It and is like yeah. yoga is I a meditation. Agree. So it's very broad. So first like reclaim what meditation means for you, I guess. Yes. Um but for me it was like a visualizing practice um which what I loved about that was that with visualizing and doing a meditation, is that it really allowed my imagination to also flourish. So, in my um, meditation, I'm, I'm t- typically like visualizing either like like a path and how I want that path to be clear or how I want to envision that path. So really small things. Like sometimes, like in my daily meditation, I'll say mm-hmm. my. Like like I'll say out loud and be not aloud, but I'll say to myself, I'll be I want my um my journey because I commute on the bus. So I say I want my journey. In the you know back home, so as I'm going, as I'm getting to the office, I start to visualize me coming back home in like my bus route, and I'll like visualize how I want it to look. I want it to look mm-hmm. pretty. I want there to be flowers. I want it to have mm-hmm. little sparkles, and it's my way of clearing my my day, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I literally will do work with my day. Um, I'll clear energy on even the chair that I'm sitting. I'll clear energy on the desktop, on the laptop, on the application that I'm sitting. I just, oh, that's my way, I guess, to connect with my environment and my material stuff is by clearing the, the energy there, like on the bus stop. Before I get on the bus, mm-hmm. I'll clear the energy for the seat that I was seated on without even knowing what seat it was I will sit on. I'll be like, what? all right, right, I'm it. Yeah, so awesome. I'll be like, I'll envision that seat. Like, I'm clearing it with, typically I'll visualize like gold energy. So like gold energy, we'll start, we'll start running through that seat. And you know what happens at times is when I do that is that like I'll clear the energy and then I'll end up sitting alone, which if you're on the bus, sitting alone is the best thing. You don't want anyone seated next to you. It's like the same thing on the plane, right? Right, It's good luck when, when it feels nice when you can have that space. So because the bus gets full, sometimes I'll notice, I'm like, all right, I clear the bus, my chair, and like nobody sits next to me. That's it's wow. like, that's best case scenario for me.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: I just clear energy for for um, everything that I, on my day on a day-to-day basis, I'll clear things that I know for sure I'll come in contact with. Mm-hmm. So for example, sometimes my manager stresses me quite a bit, which I know <laughs> we can all relate to. <laughs> so I will literally clear energy from like I'll be like all right, manager whatever I'll I'll send them I'll clear clear energy never using my energy I use this golden energy that I imagine is infinite and I'll just clear energy from that meeting so before Mm -hmm. I even have that meeting I just like cleared Um, and it's all about intention and it's all about imagination and that's what I love about my practice that I truly believe that everyone has access to it I think Mm -hmm. all you need is a little imagination a little trust Mm -hmm. in that you know that whatever you're doing is working and um, yeah, that's something, and it comes. I guess it comes with mindfulness because yep. you know I'm preparing for my day and I'm being mindful of my day. If, if I'm thinking about you know clearing the energy on the chair and the bus I will be seated, yeah. seated in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's gotcha. just like one one thing that I'll share. I think for me, spirituality is a lot of imagination, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of like trying to ground things that you know haven't that are not created yet. So. Um, yeah. So part of that is like also when you imagine, of course, things will never come the way that you envision them. So letting mm-hmm. go of that as well. To your yeah, point, right. friend, of the letting go. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll share definitely. Which, which around imagination, of course, it aligns with creativity as well. So I I love that connection there as well.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. I think you're right. It's. it's I mean, that's. I think visualization is such a powerful tool. Um, I mean, the mind is just so powerful and I think combining that with um just the visualization but then the energy work is yeah can do wonders I can imagine (laughs) but I mean as we're wrapping up friend. I mean in our like bonfire moment where again bonfire moment is like a moment where we release or reflect on something that we spoke about in the episode um and just it out there releasing it to the universe so I guess friend is there something that you want to release or put it in the fire and put it out there in our bonfire moment yes um well thank you so much friend for you know setting the
1: space to release it's very timely because as we're filming this um you know it is you know new moon energy so it is like a fresh we talked about revival we talked about freshness but um yeah it is a good time to as I'm thinking about the next lunar cycle, I'm like, okay, what do I want to release before I get onto that cycle? Um, and for me, the the biggest thing that has come up is um, basically being okay with this is gonna sound weird, but um, mm-hmm. being okay with sometimes like losing a bit of the connection with spirit, and I know, mm-hmm. and like, I'll explain a little bit. But there's times sometimes where, you know, if I don't feel like I'm on top of my spiritual practice or I know that I'm not doing the things that I'm meant to be doing, that I start to, in a way, lose a little bit of trust in spirit. Mm, and mm. it just happens based on, like, oh, I haven't been keeping up my, um, my meditation or I haven't I been doing this or that. I um, that and I so know. I... I just wanted to like basically tell myself that, you know, you can never lose your connection with spirit. I, yeah. um, it's a very in- intentional thing. Um and if there's stuff that I'm doing that I know that I'm not supposed to be doing, then you know, I know. My spirit knows like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Cuz a lot of times it's like the only person I'm fooling myself is me, you know? Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so yeah, I just want to be okay with that. And this came to me the other day because I kept thinking about with like collective stuff that's happening in, in Palestine and in Israel it's just like I feel like my spirit has felt very broken and I felt like in that I was like trying to understand like oh my god I don't want to say like my my soul is broken but I had a feeling of like oh I think like my soul is a little broken and I thought that's okay you know I just have to like call it back I have to call myself back to my body my spirit because sometimes when there's so much energy that's happening like I do feel like I get a little bit fragmented internally with my spirit and I have to do intentional work to call myself back to my body um so I want to be okay Mm -hmm. with those ebbs and flows um Mm -hmm. with the process of calling myself back home which I said earlier in the call but yeah just I want to be be okay with that so I want to release that and not having even expectations to my own spirituality
0: Mm, I love that I love that no I think yeah it's hard because I mean I resonate like I sometimes I'm super just have that you know like inner critic when I'm not on my meditation practice I'm not you know as connected to like my physical and non-physical environment I think I easily go into this self-critic mode of like oh like I'm not staying true to my practice so similar similar linings to you I also want to release like letting go of this like super rigid super like strict meaning of what it means to have a spiritual practice is important to me right now because um, right now I think I need like for me I need like lots of self-patience and lots of self-grace and I think that comes with also um not you know not letting like my spiritual practice is supposed to be something that grounds me and I think the more I'm rigid about what that looks like the it, it kind of does the other like the other like ungrounded ungrounds me I guess So I think letting that rigidness go in terms of what my practice means to me is what I'm letting go right now I love that friend thank you for sharing that yeah I mean I'm, to the mm-hmm go
1: ahead go ahead i was gonna say i was so curious you know to hear from the audience as well do you have a spiritual practice you know what does spirituality mean to you mm-hmm. I, We would love to learn more like i said for us it's we you know it's very open that's something that is self-defined so would love to hear from the audience as well
0: definitely Thank you for tuning in. Creator Corner is a podcast production presented by the ARS Network. It is hosted by Dalia Zaragoza and Mary Figueroa. This podcast is edited and produced by Muhammad Abdullah Kawish.